What's up, Wild fans? This is Dev here, and I am here to talk to you about our good friends over at Better Edge, the premier sports betting marketplace in the world, I would even say. It's great. You can make your own lines. There's absolutely no fees. So whenever you place a bet on you know, your favorite team, the Minnesota Wild, you're not going to pay a fee, and you're going to get top-of-the-line lines to bet on. And there's absolutely no fees ever. So just hop on there, use promo code 10K, and get a free $10 at sign up. Absolutely. Definitely go check out our friends at Better Edge. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. And again, like Zooch said, use promo code 10K for 10 free dollars. Good luck out there and make sure to follow Wild Takes 10K for your pregame Wild Take for a fun little betting tidbit each and every game. Hey guys, this is Kurt Cousins. You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast. God bless. Going Kaprizov in for a chance to win it. He scores! Kirill the thrill is for real. That's Brodziak ahead. Two on one with Niederreiter. He scores! Nito Niederreiter wins it for the Wild. Cut off by Mata. Throws it off front. for the wild penalty shot to tie the game oh man what a shot you're listening to the wild takes podcast presented by 10,000 takes Welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. This is the podcast where we talk about the wild and give our takes. I am Dev. With me, as always, is my heatedly attractive co-host, Zooch. And we are recording this on a beautiful, brisk Tuesday night, the night before the wild play the Winnipeg Jets for the second time in a week and hope to avenge their only regular regulation loss in the last month and a half. Zooch, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great. Um, wonderful game two nights ago as we're recording tonight, but this will be released to you all tomorrow. Wonderful game a couple nights ago against the Red Wings. They win by three. They score seven goals. They put up another touchdown. I don't know how many that is this year, but it's got to be at least two or three. Uh, they've put up seven four. goals in a game. Four it's times. Leading. Four touchdowns. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we've mentioned this, but this team is very good. And all of you that were not even really hoping for like almost ho- like hoping for a streak. So you could say, well, look at this, another Minnesota team just getting our hopes up to let us down. Oh, Wild slam me. that door shut, slam excuse that door shut, slam that shut because I was wrong. I'm underselling them. That was their fifth yeah. touchdown at home this season. The most in the NHL, Minnesota wild, pretty good at hockey. <laughs> Are they a certified wagon? Dev? I would uh, go ahead and give them a blue check mark because they're yep. not just a certified wagon. They're a verified wagon. Verified. Yeah, Butcher Grass giving us some love yesterday, which is funny because I don't think I've ever seen John Butcher Grass give the Minnesota Wild any love. Um, yeah, he said this is a top five team. Easy. Um, very excited to see his call on Friday night against the Panthers, which is a rematch of an earlier game this season where the Wild dropped it, I believe, 
five four scored a late yeah one. we'll touch on that a little bit more uh after our interview with the one and only incredible jesse pierce yes. but uh first let's talk a little bit about the last week or so yes and yeah we got to get going um first things first we dropped this episode last week and hand up we got a little cocky yes and the wild uh Came, came back from the all-star break, looked, you know, a little hungover maybe. Not great. It was an ugly game. Kakinen, I thought, played very well, but yes. the Wild ultimately fall 2-0. It was the first time in a long time that the 6-on-5 looked wasn't bad. going. Yeah, it wasn't going. It just wasn't but, going. If you remember the first game we played the Jets this year and had the 6-on-5, it didn't look great either. Um, no. And they, but, scored, um, they really should have put it away with an empty net goal in which Kyle Connor, I don't know if his brain just like froze and decided to stand up straight and glide into the zone in front of the puck. I, I hand up. I don't know what the hell happened there, but it's super mean, weird. Yeah. But they wind up Not getting the, they wind up getting the empty net eventually. I forget who actually scored it, but that doesn't matter. Drop the game. Um, really the only thing of note from the game is Marcus Foligno, for the first time that I can ever remember, absolutely lost his fucking cool. Lost his shit. Uh, Gets suspended for two games. And folks, if you don't, if you look at that play and you think like, oh, that that he should have been suspended for that. Like that's uh, no, you're being a homer. He, He Department of player safety, you know, they, they have their issues and, Quite frankly, I was surprised that he only got suspended for two games, especially because the third game on the schedule yeah. is the Winnipeg Jets. Don't make but, sense. Um, make it make sense. <laughs> but but listen, um, you, you know, if we're being objective, obviously it sucks to lose. The, you know, Marcus Foligno, he is a great player. We all love to watch him play. But mm-hmm. uh, if we're being objective, he that's yeah. the right call. It's a suspendable play. He need a guy in the head <laughs> while he was yeah. down, and like he it, he wasn't like stopping either. I mean, it was a couple knees. It was I, I kind of like Brandon <laughs> Brandon Dillon's uh, like reaction to it. He kind of put his hand up. He's like, "Hey, like what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> like you guys need me there? They're just hockey guys. I love it so much. They're just like, hey, come on, knock it off. I need yeah. you in the head. It's just it, <laughs> it's just another day. Yeah, like, exactly. Anybody else are getting heated. They're pissed. They're like, oh." you know trying to do he's like hey come on now and like we'll, we'll, we'll you know that. it's the first time that felino's ever been suspended um, yeah, and that's a reason it was two games i still disagree that it should two games he should have got three for this reason alone i agree that with the two game suspension i'll just put that out there if he didn't play winnipeg on the third game yeah. <laughs> like come on which man. like i guess kudos to dops and george peros because like uh Let's they go. say they say that they don't factor those types of things into the consideration, and, it and uh, I guess that's proof that they don't because they fucking should. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, we're, gonna it's in after, we're gonna touch more on that. We're gonna touch more on that after the break. Yep, but after it is the break yep. in Winnipeg, and uh, that's gonna be interesting. And by the time that you're listening to this, that'll be tonight's game. So. Yep. Should be a great time. Make sure to follow Wild Takes 10K on Twitter so that you yeah. can uh, be up to date on all of the uh, all of the clips and the fights that are sure to ensue. Um, well, they they uh, they ended the the one game losing streak. I'll call it because that's what it felt <laughs> like. Because they like they they don't lose <laughs> half the time, so it's it's kind of weird them going even losing one game after you know 
nine oh and one after the winter classic but there's yeah. a the russian face-off dev at the x oh couple, my goodness a couple high-flying young russians out there absolutely it was awesome the uh the wild welcomed the carolina hurricanes and that was one of my favorite games of the season hey they don't um, quit they don't quit either the hurricanes a, no. hurricanes are a great team they're yes. a very fun team um they're surprisingly deep they actually they're very very similar to the wild in very a lot of surprisingly ways. deep i um, and i put my hand up i was the one at the beginning of the season saying what are they doing like they didn't get any better well i didn't think I that they wrong. got any better but i am surprised that they have been able to basically stay the course as to the talent level because replacing delegate they basically replaced dougie hamilton with tony d'angelo I mean, they got a bear from the Oilers. Ethan Bear. Ethan Bear. I, I kind of like Ethan Bear. He's yeah. A, he's a and sneaky, that's... sneaky little defenseman, I think. Yeah. And they have, I mean, they, you know, their record speaks for themselves. Yeah, they have been record. awesome. Um, that was an awesome, awesome game. Wild jump out to a 3 nothing lead. Hurricanes make it interesting with two Fiala. back-to-back Svechnikov goals. Um, Beautiful Andre goal Sve- from Fiala, though. Yeah. It's just to oh, lead it good. off. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I was I was texting uh, I was texting you I think Zuch during the game and and it was yep. the one of the first games all year where I have been uh, regionally blacked out from listening to the uh, Wild broadcast. So I was listening to the Hurricanes broadcast, and outside of one minor dig where they uh, brought up the 2017-2018 NFC Championship game against the Eagles, wow. outside of that, it was a really it was by far the best not wild broadcast (laughs) yeah and Uh, i think i talked about the earlier this year when i was listening to obviously the avalanche absolute homer um you know broadcasters but florida panthers they had some uh they had some very questionable ones as well if i'm gonna be honest with you so it's good to hear that we finally got you know some good broadcasting on the opposing end absolutely and and so shout out to the canes broadcasting team they um they're obviously homers because that's what they're paid to do and and everything they they but they they knew what the moment was and they i think that they knew that there would be people that would watch that wanted to like know like what their connections were to minnesota so like in the intermission uh things they would like have an interview with like you know this guy who was born in like albert lee or uh they had a three-minute package on nino niederreiter because you know, he has the big connection to Minnesota, obviously. So, like, I was very impressed with what their their broadcast did. And I was very impressed with their team because they just don't give up. Um, good team. That's yeah, for sure. Very, very fun team. Um, Andrei Svechnikov, super good at hockey. Our Russian, though, a little better. Just a bit. Hey, I, uh, <laughs> we had we had uh a moment in the third period, I believe it was third period, where uh, our very own Kirill Kaprizov had to, you know, step into Nino a little bit, kind of sent yeah. him down to the ice, and the crowd at first was like, yeah, and then they realized it was Nino, and it got like, pretty quiet immediately. <laughs> They're like, yeah, oh, shit, that was Nino. We love you, Nino. <laughs> like, sorry yeah. about him. And then they kind of got into it in front of the net, too. Well, yeah, I was going to say, Nino got his revenge later in the game yeah. because he uh, he gave Kirill a bloody nose. I'm yeah. still not 100% sure how that happened. It, it, obviously, you know, a punch or an elbow of some sort. But um, Wild fans were pissed at Nino about that, which is yeah. 
very funny to me. Well, uh, I saw a tweet today. Is nine mil going to be a steal for uh, Kaprizov? I mean, very, (laughs) very likely. Yeah. Dude, in the first season of this contract, he's got to be on pace for, what, 100 points? Close to 96, I think, 97. That's an insane amount of points, guys. That's about 20 or 30 off what, you know, McDavid and them are doing. So that's yeah. uh, that's, that's pretty impressive in my book, I think. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's pretty pretty good at hockey. And um, he is actually, I think he might be on pace, now, a little, little under pace for breaking the, the record for goals in the season, I got to think. I mean, he's got 21 halfway through. 22 um, and 43 games. So um, we'll see. It'll be close, I think. Yeah, no, it'll be very close. For Dude, sure. yeah, we, leading into this next game, we're going to talk about because, wow, Zuccarello and Kaprizov, do they are they just like attached in the mind? Dude, that third goal, I don't think like the average casual hockey fan probably watches that and go, oh, wow, wonderful passing. They did not look at each other one time when they're entering the zone. It was, it, dude, he dropped it right to the tape. Kaprizov looks off the defender and hits him on the tape, hits Zuccarello. And then Zuccarello no looks back to him and he snipes at top shelf. I'm like, holy Christ, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of just like telepathy at this point. I don't understand. He's like, oh, I'm right here. Oh, I'm right so, here. So that Wild Red Wings game was super fun. Yeah. It was a, I mean, it was a shit show of a game, but it was so fun. It was so fun. And I mean, the first eight minutes of the game, there's four goals in like four minutes or something like that. Like, we're down two nothing two minutes in, and or yeah, it was like two and a half minutes in. Two and a half minutes, and then it was <laughs> two. And two then all of a sudden, Matt Boldy, Matt Boldy has like an unreal like play where he backs undresses. his defender down. He undresses. And just absolutely undresses. Who? What? Do you remember who it was? Mark Stahl. It's Mark yeah. or whichever Stahl's on the. Mark Stahl is <laughs> the one that uh, that they have. We played them back to back. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, we have. Both both Stahl brothers, and then of course we're watching TV as as the third brother is yeah is uh, competing in the Olympics on as the captain I think of Team Canada, um yeah no it's crazy and and then he pots another one and all of a sudden you know we're on Matt Boldy hat watch hat trick watch and we're eight minutes into the game yeah it's insane Wild wind up putting up a touchdown. Uh, you already Matt mentioned Boldy, that third goal hat trick. <laughs> Boldy gets his hat trick. That hat then... trick was actually kind of comical though, because Eric Sinek, it, 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 that was the funniest part about it. He goes to poke it in the net and yeah. then like how somehow realizes right before sticks going to touch it. He pulls it back. He's like, Nope. Oh God. Yeah, let me get, this, get, get the it. goal. And, and then, then Boldy feeds him. <laughs> Said here, here's Boldy your goal. definitely remembers this because later on in the game he sees Eck right out the front of the net and says, Here you go, buddy. Here's a tap in for you. Dude, the rookies, I mean, we are getting blessed, Minnesotans. This is I, think about a stretch of time where the Minnesota not even the wild, Minnesota sports, Justin Jefferson, mm. Ant Edwards. Mm. The twins this year are getting Royce Lewis, mm. who I guess is gonna be you know, who knows? He's yeah, sounds like he's gonna be a very good player. I mean, apparently only he's faster than Buxton. Like three years. Only, only apparently he's faster than Byron Buxton, which I don't get. The guy just tore his ACL. We'll see. I don't know. I I don't like calling anyone a liar, but I I'm gonna call that guy a liar until I see it. Like, but uh, <laughs> on top of it, we I mentioned Ann Edwards. Now you got Kirill Kaprizov last year, Matt Boldy this year. Next year you're gonna have Marco Rossi and possibly Beckman, Addison, dude. 
The year after that, you're going to have Jesper Wallstead. <laughs> year after that, you're going to have Carson Lambos. I mean, the it really it, it's it's incredible, honestly. This team that Bill Guerin has somehow connived his way together in it's, in what the short period of time he's been here, it's incredible. I mean, what a GM, dude. I mean, the team yeah, and the culture, not even the team, the, the culture. It's unbelievable. And the craziest thing to think about it, this is his first full 82 game season as yeah, the general yeah. manager of the Minnesota Wild. And <laughs> we have our very own uh, signed poster of Bill Guerin now, which says, <laughs> We're here to fucking win, which I love it. That's one of the best quotes the of uh, signature signature Billy G quote. It oh, is. It's a, that is that, that that's gonna go down as probably one of the best quotes of his tenure as GM. It's I mean, we're not so here good. to have fun. We're here to fucking win. <laughs> I just love that, dude. When have you heard anyone in Minnesota talk like that? Come on. Never, it's nice ever. Of, it's actually a nice change of pace. Maybe like, I wasn't I wasn't really old enough for these times. Maybe Denny Green. You know, Denny Green kind of had that. He had the same energy, but he was yeah. never that public right. about it. I'm sure he right. said it behind closed doors, but never when the cameras were rolling. And like, you know, in fairness, the cameras weren't rolling the same way that they, no. uh, they were now. Um, I mean, like Bud Grant's son was my high school coach and like he got like upset if anybody said, damn, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like it's just, it's a different era. Billy G is a different animal altogether. <laughs> it's funny. You mentioned that Ricky foggy. I don't know. Maybe some listeners will know who that is. Um, gopher quarterback in the eighties and possibly yeah. in the nineties. Don't, I don't want to offend Ricky. He was my high school football coach. There you um, go. But yeah, Every time we would swear, he would make us run or make us do push-ups. So, I mean, there's different, you know, cultures you build. And he, I mean, in the two years he was at our school, he almost brought a team to a state tournament, and we never even sniffed a state tournament. So, I mean, there's definitely ways to build a culture up. But, you know, I like the one build, Billy G's building up over here. Yeah, absolutely. That and the both, you know, situations we mentioned were also high schoolers. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, don't know. Yeah, I guess it's a little different if it's like 15 year olds versus like 33 year olds <laughs> do you imagine like a high school coach coming here no oh, we're here to fucking win you would have the booster club the parents so great oh well we just saw that in minnesota with duluth east and you know randolph getting yeah. let go have you what seen a- that have you seen that how they've yeah. played this year two wins and they just were in the news for a kid getting like might get assault charges because he fucking jumped some guy in the ice. Yeah. Great culture. They wanted to go <laughs> build up there in Duluth East after going to the state tournament 20 of 22 seasons. What a joke. Good Lord. What a joke, dude. Come on. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it's just absurd what's going on in there. Um, since you brought up Duluth, our guest this week is very possibly most famous for chirping Duluth. Uh, you can uh, hear her on the Bar Down Beauties podcast. So stay tuned after this quick break for Jesse Pierce. Right? What's it all about? Spurgy? Hard work and having fun. that. This is about winning. Our next guest here on the Wild Takes podcast is an incredibly special guest. You know her very well. She is one of the co-hosts of the Bar Down Beauties podcast. She is the COO of New Voice Studios. She is a freelance writer for including but not limited to NHL.com, Wild.com, The Athletic, Hockey Magazine, the uh, I think you've done lacrosse work too. Keep going, uh, keep going. No, <laughs> And an absolute great hang please welcome on to the wild takes podcast jesse pierce jesse 
How are you doing on this lovely evening? What's going on, guys? I'm glad I uh, finally get to pop on here. I know we've been talking about it, so I'm I'm excited to uh, to join you, fine fellas, and and talk a little puck, drink a little drink, and enjoy ourselves. Absolutely. So, I have a question that I have always kind of wondered. Like, you you guys have mentioned it a little bit on uh, Bar Down Beauties, how you guys all got started there, but. I, I kind of want to hear the full story because Bardown Beauties has been around for what, like two years, two and a half years, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we started December thirty first of twenty nineteen. So yeah, coming Hot up damn. almost three. So, I know, right? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, started so, right before a pandemic. Brilliant yeah. idea. Brilliant <laughs> idea. <laughs> um, no, yeah. To answer, so I have been writing with the NHL for the past six years. Um, and at that time, Fred Vinefurt, producer Fred, um, had been working videography for the Minnesota Wild. And during the game times, he'd come sit up next to me in the press box. We kind of BS. Can I swear on this? Yeah, yeah. Swear yeah, away. Kinda, not, <laughs> not that I just started dropping F-bombs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we would just kind of bullshit throughout the game and, and whatnot. And he had approached me before he left the Wild for a job at United Healthcare. And he was like, you know what? I really love kind of your personality and, and your takes. Would you ever want to do a podcast? And I was like, meh, sure. Why not? And <laughs> I was like, but I kind of wanted to do it with somebody else. Like, I don't want it to just be me. Like, I just didn't know if I could really carry something. Um, and so I had seen Alexis in the in the press box. Never met her. Never talked to her. I don't even think I maybe said nice shoes once upon a time. I'm not really sure. But uh, <laughs> Kevin Gorg knew her very well. So I asked Kevin to uh, connect us. And he did. Alexis and I went to fine dining at Chipotle. I did my due diligence and bought her her lunch. That very is kind fine of dining at its finest. Thank you. Thank you. Great and, first uh, meeting place too. Right. And, and it was know. it was love at first burrito. So <laughs> we uh, she agreed to do it literally. I mean, this all was probably November of 2019. Ordered stuff on Amazon and we ended up getting and I have made some connections obviously throughout the NHL. So we got Jamie Hirsch as our first guest. And then That's we were like, right. oh, okay, I guess we're just going to do this now. And it 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 just kind of took a life of its own much quicker than than we imagined. But that's how it started. So really, it did. It just kind of fell together, I guess, in a sense. And we just kept going. We didn't stop. I think that was the difference, right? We were like, eh, should we quit? Like, hockey's done. Everything's shut yeah. down. And we had a couple weird pandemic episodes in there. But luckily, everybody was kind of in a weird mental mm-hmm. space. So uh, it's been it's been fun. Yeah. It's been a trip for sure. I mean, what would you say, like, how many episodes before you guys got to, like, where you are right now, obviously? <sighs> um, I mean, that's a good question, because I've gone back and listened to that first one, and I'm like, ooh, like, I was still yeah. trying really hard to talk <laughs> same for nicely, us, too. right? Like, I'm like, who is that girl, and why is she talking like that? Like, it was brutal. And it was funny, our first recording, it was all super remote. Like, I think I was up in International Falls. Jamie Hirsch was in wherever the Winter Classic was that year, I think St. Louis or Nashville. And then... Uh, Alexis wasn't St. Paul. So it was like time delayed and like trying to feel. And again, Alexis and I not knowing each other and not being able to see each other, trying to like go back and forth a little bit. It was a whole learning process. But I would say, um, I don't know. I mean, it came together kind of quickly. Episode five, maybe. And that was a credit to the guests that we had. Like we would get guests that we were so comfortable with that we just naturally got a little bit more comfortable with. That right? is like one. Kind yeah. Of yeah. That's one thing I've always noticed with you guys, too, is like you guys not only get like great guests, you know, like, yeah, like Jamie Hirsch, Bruce Boudreaux, uh, you've had carts on, you've had Pat Nicoletti on like six times. <laughs> like 
not only are you guys, you know, bringing in these like great guests, because like obviously you both are like in the Minnesota Wild and like the Minnesota hockey sphere, but that like familiarity that you have with your guests is one of the best things that, you know, that I, I, you know, I got, like I, I told you before we started recording, you know, I've been listening basically since day one, when you guys started um, was right around the time that I was like starting to get into listening to podcasts. Yeah. So it just kind of worked out that way. <laughs> nice. It was your uh, game your go-to, right? That's what you're trying it, to say. <laughs> well, basically, yeah, it was very funny. Cause like, I remember like I listened to without knowing that it was the first episode ever i just was yeah. like oh this is like you know uh the way i understood was like oh it's like a minnesota wild podcast but from the perspective of of, of women i was like cool yeah i want to learn about this and <laughs> i clicked on i listened and i was like oh this is literally their first episode and it was like it was like published <laughs> like two days ago and i was like hell yeah let's go i know right like and that's the thing and i think even just the episodes themselves have evolved into being much more comfortable right like we had played around with different segments and like how do we transition and, and just kind of finding that and with the comfortability with our guests, I would say, I don't know. And I think that's just me, right? Like I just pretend I'm best friends with everybody. Like there have been numerous people on there that I'm like, I've never spoken to this person in my <laughs> life, but let's do this. Like, I think going back, Doc Emmerich was probably my favorite, right? Cause he was one that I was a little nervous about because he is oh, yeah. just Doc Emmerich. He's amazing. And Doc had done his research on us. So like before we start, yeah. Doc was like, and Jesse, I know that you worked in Syracuse. And I was just like, I was speechless. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to say to you now. Like, how do you know things about me? Like in obscure things, like that's something yeah. that's not really out there. Like I lived in Syracuse for not even a year and covered some crunch games, but it was just tremendous. So yeah, I, I pretend that I'm buddies with everybody. And I think I am once the episode ends, which is always really nice, right? But I think at that moment, they're probably like, this chick is a little off balance. She thinks we're best friends. Like, I'm that weird kid at the playground being like, hey, bud, let's you want to come to my birthday party. It's in, it's in six months, but let's be best friends. <laughs> Listen, as, you know, the adult version of the kid at the playground that was inviting strangers to come to their birthday party, <laughs> I totally get it. I love it. Yeah. I relate to it uh, 100%. Right. I got to imagine because I, I remember listening to that Doc Emmerich episode, and I do like you know, like you actually were speechless because all of a sudden you're like, oh, and like you know, I don't, I definitely don't want to say that like I know what was going on in your brain, but I have to imagine that it was basically like, oh shit, Doc Emmerich knows like things about me. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was to get him. It, it took one request. Like everybody kind of thought I had been channeled through. Like I got one connection, and I said, hey, would Doc be willing to come on? They're like, yeah, how about next week? And I was like. Shit. What? Yeah. Yeah. I'll make, I'll clear my whole life out for this, man. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I just, I knew he would be phenomenal. Right. But it was just, there was just something about that. And again, it wasn't necessarily that he knew something like he really took the time or somebody did. Cause again, that Syracuse thing was so minor <coughs> in my career path. Right. But, and for him, I loved it because it's what I do too. And I'm sure what you guys do is like, he found that one connection, right? He was familiar with the Syracuse crunch. So that was his connection to me then. And uh, with Alexis, I can't, oh, I think it was with horse racing. Like, again, something so small in her whole career trajectory that he found out and made that connection with her. And it was just, it was really, really cool. And I, so I think that's what even blew me more. Not necessarily just that, oh, Doc Emmerich knows something. It was like, he seemed to just really genuinely care and really yeah. wanted to make that connection with us. And I mean, it's a testament to why he is the goat of broadcasting right i mean it's not just his voice but it's just his personality and um yeah it's one i will never forget i've always laughed i'm like i don't get speechless too often or don't get starstruck too often <laughs> but 
man, Doc Emmerich, what a what a gem he is. Yeah, if if memory serves right too, like it was that interview was like not long either before or right after he had announced his retirement, right? Yeah, it was pretty shortly after. It was like maybe a couple months because again, that was still all in COVID, right? So hockey yeah. hadn't started back up because it had just ended or whatever. Um, yeah, and that's kind of how I got my and I actually contacted his. Uh, literary agent because I knew he had a book coming out so that's kind of I was like we'll talk about your book too and so oh, nice. there you go that's, the that's book, a trick yeah it it did it, it worked really well so yeah the timing was great I mean we've been really lucky with that too the timing of a lot of our guests have teed up really really well um which is always a lot of fun too right you'd like to pretend that you did it on purpose half the time it's not it just happens to be a good good time to to do it so yeah <laughs> absolutely um, I want to talk a little bit of wild with you because you know that's what uh, the yeah. people are here for. Yeah, it's the wild takes podcast. <laughs> takes exactly. We're about halfway through the season right now. Well, I think we're a game over halfway now. Um, the Wild are about to play forty games in eighty days. It's going to be chaos. Uh, this episode will you know we're rec- we're we're banking this one, so you know. If you're listening and you're always like, oh, yeah, Devin Zuch put everything together last second. Psych, we put this one together and <laughs> we're making it for next week. Uh, <laughs> so we're recording this before the Hurricanes game. So there are still 40 games to go on the schedule. But what do you think of this wild team halfway through the season? You know, what are your just like overall thoughts on the team, the roster, the coaching, etc.? I want to hear the... Uh- yeah, I mean, they're exceeding my expectations. Not that I came in with low expectations like I do most Minnesota teams, right? We've been <laughs> trained to uh, to do that, yeah. keep that power I am on the ready ground. to get hurt again. Yes, yeah. exactly. But I, I mean, the offseason movement that Bill Guerin did, I just wasn't super convinced, right? You knew that there were holes to fill on the blue line. I liked the Goligoski pickup. That was fine. But I was kind of like, Dmitry Kulikov, Jordy Ben, John Merrill, like what are we doing there? And then of course the the ever asked question, who's gonna center up the middle? You know, you got one center really, maybe two in, in Nico Stern, but what do you do with those other positions? And then they bring in Freddie Goudreau and, and just all in all, I was kind of like, meh, they'll be okay. They'll be a bubble team, right? And and that was my preseason prediction is that they would make the playoffs, yeah. but they would be a bubble team. Um, and I am proud to report that I was wrong i'm not proud to say i'm wrong but i am proud to say that they've certainly exceeded expectations right i mean in bill garen we trust as we've always said and he he certainly knew what he was doing in some of those players that he picked i mean you look back at the blue line i didn't expect john merrill to be able to step up in the absence of a jonas brodeen i didn't expect dmitry kulikov to do it in the absence of jared spurgeon um so that's been really kind of fun to watch and then freddie gaudreau also finding uh, finally clicking now a little bit with Kevin Fiala and Matt Boldy. So that's definitely a promising look, at least for this year. We'll see what happens with Fiala. But no, I mean, all in all, despite what Anson <laughs> Carter might think, the depth of this team is truly the the best that I've seen in a long time. You've got elite skill, but then you have the next guy stepping up. I think Minnesota Wild teams have usually been deep, but they're usually average, right? From top to yeah. bottom, it's kind of average. And now it's like you've got an elite line and then another line that can be just as elite. And it's just kind of everybody, everybody really contributing. And I think a lot of that has to do with their, the locker room is just so different this year. And I, we're not quite in the locker room right yet, but we're seeing the team around together and they're having fun and enjoying each other, which is something, 
in the old regime, you didn't really see a whole lot. You could just sense that that locker room just had a little bit of a divide and it just felt a little off. And, and this team has really come together and that's why they're winning. I mean, uh, and bottom line, that's what's yielding the success is just the fun that they're having. And uh, I think it's going to be a great uh, run to the the finish line here, a tough one, but a yeah. good one uh, as we start to wrap things up in the second half. I think everything for the wild this year, it's, it's weird. Usually like we talk Minnesota sports, it's usually a lot of sadness and like, wow, letdowns, but everything's kind of like fallen into place for the wild this year. And everything just, just worked. I mean, Hartman centering Caprizov <laughs> and Zuccarello, no one would have guessed that. No. Um, Boldy stepping up and point per game since coming in to the league. That's okay. No one expected yeah. that. Who the, saw that the, coming? Yeah. Kulikov and Merrill. I mean, Merrill, He's a good stay-at-home defenseman, and Kulikov, right. I guess, can jump up in the play, and that's what he's kind of been good at throughout his career, and now he's getting an opportunity to do it. So mm-hmm. everything just worked out, and thats I'm not really accustomed to watching that happen for yes. Minnesota sports. But, I mean, who knows what's going to happen in the end of the, you know, at the end of this season with a lot of the names that we just talked about. But Right. I mean, because so, you can't have the same team stay in Exactly. Right. right. So I, I, I have kind of a weird – take i don't know if necessarily it's like a hot take or whatever but like the wild have had three different six game winning streaks this year mm-hmm. and i i'm starting to think too that that losing streak was like maybe a i don't ever want to say a losing streak is a good thing but like obviously everybody knows that like no team is ever going to go 82 and 0 and it always sucks to lose especially to lose multiple games in a row but there is value in like learning what didn't work and learning how to lose basically in the the national hockey league and we've seen it time and time again where if the wild lose you know two or three in a row then they rattle off five or six and then they you know they lost six in a row and they rattled off eight and eight wins and and I guess what I'm asking is like, is that a testament to the room or is it something with coaching or is it something else entirely? Because this wild team is unlike any team that we've ever seen in the 21 and a half years that this organization has existed. Right. I mean, I think that's a great question. It's a testament to both. It's a testament to Dean Ebsen and to the room itself. I mean, we would pester Dean with those questions, right? Like, hey, you know, you're going to lose four in a row. Oh, my gosh, the the world's falling apart. And Dean just he keeps his composure and the entire team keeps their composure, right? Like one loss, two loss, three losses. They never really get down. And unless it's a bad loss, right? Unless it's a bad game, you go back to December 20th against Dallas or you go Mm -hmm. back to the Nashville game at home. I mean unless they performed poorly, most of the players kind of just be like, you know what? It just wasn't the night. And not to say that they're just like, Oh, hum, it's okay. We're getting the participation star, which I feel like years past wild teams mm-hmm. were like, Hey, yeah, you know what? It's okay. Like it's a different feel. Like, it's just like, Nope, we're not, we're, we're just going to keep at it. We're going to keep with our systems. We're going to keep doing, you know, we're going to make those small tweaks to be better, but we're still going to trust in the game that we know we can play. Right. So, I mean, I think that's how they got through those losing streaks was not hitting the panic button, not saying, Hey, we got to start over. We got to try You know, I think a lot of those instances where they lost, it was guys gripping their sticks a little bit too tight, maybe, or mm-hmm. some um, unsavory penalties that ended up with, you know, the power play uh, goals and whatnot from the opposition. So, I mean, the losses again, really weren't that bad. So it was easy for those guys to be like, okay, let's get out there and do it. And I mean, I think the one time when the losing streak kind of got to that point, which I think was that St. Louis loss at the winter classic, Matt Zuccarello finally had kind of said, Hey, 
this is ridiculous. We have people paying money to come watch us play right now. And I think, and that's what certainly shook them up. That was their only loss in January, right? So yeah. I mean, guys in there are saying the right things. And I know Dean Evson always mentions during between periods, if they had a shit period, Dean's like, usually the captains take care of it. Or somebody in that room says something. I don't have to say a whole lot, which that's huge, right? That's that shows the team camaraderie and the team respect for one another. And uh, yeah, I think the losing streak in a sense, as you had mentioned, Dev, it, it was a good thing for Minnesota. He's definitely a player's coach yes. <laughs> from what yeah. I've from the outside. And it, it's, it's also nice. You only mentioned two uh, shitty games throughout yeah. the season through the first 40. I mean, that's not a bad uh, percentage of shit games. I don't think so, right? I mean, I can't. I feel like there. Well, St. Louis. I didn't think the Winter Classic was all that impressive either. It was, not well, sure what happened there, but there's other elements. Maybe well, the no, outdoor. It, yeah. it might have been. It might have been like negative a million degrees out that day. So I don't know. But it was for St. Louis too. No, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You know, I, 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 I do. I truly believe that if the either the Blues had not had a game a couple of days beforehand or the wild had had a game a couple of days mm-hmm. beforehand to like get the like rust off. I think it would yeah, I mean fun. 11 days is a lot of time. It, it was. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, oh, it was, for sure. Without it was question. two weeks. And that's kind of where I was going. It was like 11 days plus you're playing out there. It's like, okay, yeah. this kind of sucks. And well, I, I think it was like the team though seemed so hyped and so amped that I had zero concern that they were not going to perform well. Right. Like Dean kept saying, we're going to lean into the excitement. We're going to do this. And that team came out not excited like st louis wanted to win so much more right that's kind of sorry that third period hey they almost they almost had a a little comeback they came two goals short but yeah interesting Mm -hmm. well that's what that's what i'm saying is is like yes the team the team definitely didn't come out how you want them to but i feel like by the time it was probably with about five minutes left in the second period which like you know if you're gonna play 60 something percent of a hockey game playing shitty like you're probably not going to win that game anyway, but like it was 60 something percent, you know, the way through. And it felt like the wild were like, Oh, Oh, that's right. We're actually really fucking good at this game. <laughs> and the, you know, the last four or five minutes of the second period and most of the third, I felt like was, you know, ours and like in control. And I feel like, I guess what I'm saying is like, I think if we had had like a, a, a lead, a leading game or St. Louis didn't have that, I'm not saying that we would have won, but I do think it would have at least gone to OT or something, you know, potentially, potentially, who knows? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's all, yeah, it's all a giant game of what if, and the, uh, the, in the grand scheme of things, it's two points. Who cares? Right. I yeah. Mean, it did exactly. suck that we finally got the game and they laid an egg, but I mean, Listen, I had a great time. (laughs) Exactly. The fans had a good time. Me me and John Hamm had the time of our lives. (laughs) That is epic. We were rooting for different teams, but that's not the point. (laughs) John Um, Hamm made Dev buy him drinks. That's what you got to do. You're John Hamm. Pull that card out. Are you kidding me? (laughs) And then I I, I got roasted on Twitter because apparently he's, uh, he's in recovery. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh. But he didn't turn him down, so that's kind of I don't I feel like that's not on me at that point. Oh wow. I did not know that either. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I started getting weird DMs that were like, Hey man, that was pretty fucked up of you to buy John Ham a couple beers. I was like, I bought him like multiple and like he kept <laughs> <laughs> he was, was awesome. 
he, he was awesome. He was great. He was a great Dude, How else was he going to stay warm out in this weather? Come on. Right? He had to give him some drinks. But, like, he started calling over people and was like, hey, come here. This guy's buying us drinks. And I was like, ah, ah, not, ah, okay, yeah. sure, whatever. Not you guys. Only John Hamm. Well, it was it was like I agreed. It was like John Hamm, his girlfriend, and journalist Jake, and then and, and then <laughs> journalist Jake's always there. He's, he's, no matter what, yeah. he's buying drinks, he's gonna pop out of somewhere. Someone say buying drinks? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, drinks, I have a little game for you two. Uh, I have uh, taken the liberty. Uh, we call it Wild Factor Fiction. And I've taken the liberty of putting together five statements and a couple of bonus statements, um, but five oh, official five statements. now. I said best of five. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I thought you said best of three at the beginning. I was like, that's uh, kind of a short drinking game. <laughs> like, I have I have five uh, five statements and uh, and two bonus statements. So if we if we need to, we can go to seven as well. Um, and it's up or to nine you two. Or- <laughs> Huh? 13 or 11. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get up to 17. Odd, odd numbers. We'll get yeah. up to 17 by the end of this. Yeah. Um, anyway, I've created uh, five statements that are all either fact or fiction. And it is up to you two to decide which is which. Uh, Jesse, because you are our honored guest, yes. you will get uh, first first guess on the first one. And then Zuch will get first and the second you know, first and the second one so on and so forth and so okay. um <laughs> if you get it wrong you drink if both of you get it right i drink fair fair sure <laughs> <laughs> all right uh first question on wild factor fiction dean evison is currently the best all-times point percentage as a head coach in wild history fact or fiction jesse to you fact okay Zooch. i think the only other one that could be close because he was here such a short short time and i think they actually did okay under him would be torchetti yeah. and for that reason i think i'm gonna say i think i'm gonna go fiction to be on the other side because i think he might he he got us in the playoffs that year did he not he did. Mm-hmm. He did. Yeah, it has to be him because I remember yeah, that was for Yo, right? He came in for Yo, mm-hmm. and that was they were not doing well that year at all, and they mm-hmm. they ended up making the playoffs. I'm gonna go with Torchetti because I think okay. he was here such a short time. It is fact. It is Dean Evison, uh, but it's close. How close it was it? Close. Is Torch second? Torch, had, Torch is second. Damn it, dude! Um, I went out on a limb. Hey, that, that's, that's a good, sure. dedu- you had, like, good deducing you, to get to that. Yeah. You had the right idea. Uh, bonus points for this question. We'll do double or nothing. Uh, can so torch was uh, seven hundred two points percentage. Uh, can you get can you get Dino's points percentage? You asking me? Either of you, both of you. Torch hitting with seven hundred two. He's wow. He's second. Holy Christ. Uh, According to hockey reference. 741. Isn't it 741? 733. 709. Wow, that close. Unbelievable. Yeah, fingernails. Um, are you <laughs> are you incorporating the loss from last night, Dev? Uh, this is according to hockey reference. Which should include uh, the loss last night. Which They're pretty has been updated with 42 games played in the uh, 21-22 season. Dang it. 
<laughs> Zooch was about to Try get to away get with you on a technicality. <laughs> <laughs> uh, similar vein, factor fiction number two, Jesse, uh, or this one's uh, Zooch is your first uh, first guess. The Wilds' all-time points percentage is under 550. So points percentage under 550 all-time. Fact such or a fiction? Good run in the 2010s. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what else to call them. The, the <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, it's got to be fact. They're awful when their franchise started out for those couple of years. It's got to be. Okay. Jesse? For the sake of being different, I'll say fiction. That one is uh, fiction. Nice. God, it is dude. over. This is nothing like when me and Aaron had our game. It <laughs> is over. No, no, no. That, that, it is. It is. Uh, yeah, it's it's so I said it was under it's 550. Over? It's over 550. So I think Zooch, you just kind of psyched yourself. You just like psyched yourself out on that one. You did. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. You just said it wrong. You had the right logic and you were just like, yeah, I think it's uh I think that's a uh, yeah. Um no, yeah, the uh, all-time yeah, percentage is 555. Nice. Okay, I guess cheers so. to being right but wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Love that for you, bud. Yeah. Um, all right, Jesse, this one's for you first. Ugh, gross. This is a goalie question. The Wilds all-time leader in goals saved above expected is Nicholas Backstrom. Fact or fiction to you, Jesse? Fiction. Okay. Je- uh, Zooch? See, this is a trick one because – yeah, it's got to be fiction because it's it's isn't it Kakinen or Kakinen? No, it's I think not. it's Rolly. Yeah, so actually, she, is it? She, yeah, Jesse nailed it. That was the bonus question: is who's the who's the Sorry? winner? It's Rolly, Rolly the goalie, Rolly the goalie. God, dude, he was my it's, that one was right it's, in front of me too. It's very I close. Uh, here, let me pull it back up again. Uh, okay, it's actually it's not as close as I thought it was. Dude, um, that's added up over its career. Rolly the goalie in his four years is 55 and a half. Oh, uh, Manny Fernandez is 52 and a half for third. Mm. Doobie is third at 48.2. And Nicholas Backstrom at 39.9. So he is fourth all time. Nice. I knew Doobie yeah, would. Dumb. I thought Doobie was up there too. I was either. I, I was between Rolly and Doobie. That too. Wow. Yeah. As much yeah. as people disliked him, he had a pretty good career here. Yeah. Doobie had a awesome very guy. good career here. Yeah. As soon as I saw us get all those free jerseys yesterday of Doobie, I <laughs> he's really your wanted, new favorite. I, well, no, he. I, I wanted a Doobie jersey at like four years back, and then they're getting rid of Same. him. I was like, eh, nice. I'm not gonna get a jersey. But no, Doobie. I'm a big Doobie fan. Yeah. Never was a big back or uh, Baxter fan though. So, uh, oh, don't tell Alexis that. That's her man. I was a no, huge. My, yeah, I think fan. it was partially because my that was my little brother's favorite player, and it would yeah. just annoy me because he'd be like, "Oh my god, I love Backstrom so much." I'm like, "He's fine. He's not. <laughs> why is that your favorite?" I'm like, yeah. "Come on." Because right. I love Koibu. Koibu's always been my favorite. There you go. That's fair. Um, we for uh, for is the. It? No, I was right. I got double points. She did. Yeah, that's on. That's, Be a, that's a tough one there. <laughs> An additional bonus one. Can you guys name the lowest in all time goals saved above expected? It's a negative number. So I guess all time lowest. And I, I'll, I'll tell you this. It is a name that you should know. Josh Hart. Okay. No, it can't, it can't be, be. But that's the only other person. It's not Darcy, I don't think. No, not Darcy. Ilya Brzgalov, maybe. Oh, God about Briz. 
close on Briz. Briz is closer. It is Darcy, though. It is Darcy? <laughs> Dang, man. Fuck you, Kemper. Fuck you, Kemper. The milkman yeah. is Fuck the milkman is dash eleven and a half. Oof. Um, and the second second worst is our our dearly beloved Alex Stalock. I was so gonna say to Stalock's that. probably not looking too great now that I think about it either. Yeah, no. Uh, Briz is uh, Briz is bottom half, but he's uh, he's not the not the. Very hey, Briz, there. Briz had that spot start though in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure this is. Yeah, this is uh, this is just a uh, regular season, right? Uh, I, I believe. Not so sure. you guys had mentioned uh, mentioned Koivu as uh, favorite guy. We love the captain. Always love the captain. Of course. Is he the Minnesota Wild leader in pins? Zuch, this is to you first. Is Miko Koivu your wild leader in penalty minutes? Dude, oh my god. He played for so long for us, and it's not like he was a it's he took penalties, like it's not like he was yeah. the cleanest. Oh my god, man. I hate you, Dev. This, this is a tough <laughs> stretch here. I'm gonna say fiction. I gotta believe there's someone that guy that has more. I don't know who, but someone. All right, Jesse. Uh, I'm going to say f- fact is again for longevity purposes, right? Like maybe West wall for some reason, West walls keeps popping into my head too, yeah. but no, I'm going to say, I'll say fact, especially since he's affection, but he was here forever. Why? How could he You're not? Right. He that's, forever. that's the only reason I was even remotely yeah. thinking about fact. it. Miko. So you're saying, you're saying fact and yeah. Zuch, you're saying fiction. Yeah. Zuch is right. He is second all time. Oh. With 592 pims. Is it Wes first? Wes is not. Wes is in the oh. top uh, 10, though. Okay. He is. Let's see. <laughs> I was going to say top five. He went to, <laughs> um, in the top 10, though. Wes and Kyle Brodziak are tied for 11th, actually. So, so he's not okay. <laughs> top 10. God damn it. Sorry. I, I, Who's, who is it then? It's Matt Johnson, who was with the team from 2001 to 2004. And he has the most penalty minutes? By a lot. <laughs> who the hell is Matt Johnson? I don't even know who he is. Yeah, I would have never. Yeah, Matt I thought Johnson. you were going to say Matt Cook. And I was like, dude, he was here for a year. How does that work? Matt Johnson in four seasons and 227 games amassed <laughs> 698 penalty minutes. That's that is a liability on the ice. Yeah, he's like, I wouldn't want him to play ever. It's incredible. He was, he was here on, for the run. When we're done with this, I'm just going to Google Matt Johnson and find out everything I can. Are about you ready him. For the I best need him on the part? podcast now. Are you, need to talk. Are you ready for the best part? <laughs> yeah, right. Come He's on, doing man. this on an average seven minutes and 13 seconds on ice. You're shitting How? me. <laughs> How is he in the box he literally, that much? Right. He literally just goes out there, fights, and then no just idea. like. I don't Skates right know. to the box. Right. I have no idea, but it killed me when I found that out. Oh, man. That's hilarious. Yeah, I Ridiculous. do not remember him. What the hell? I do not remember him. Kudos to you, Matt Johnson. I hope you're listening to this. Please come on the podcast. Yeah, because um, that's honestly impressive. It's right. truly unbelievable, and I love it so much. Um, my uh, my final one. This is uh, I believe it's three one Jesse. So um, either way, you lose. But that's fine. Let's let's yeah. just have a little fun. No. <laughs> Well, yeah, hey, I, got, I got on the scoreboard, though. That's good. You did. You That's did get on the scoreboard with that last one there. Um, so um, here's our last one for all the marbles. Uh, and by all the marbles, I mean none of the marbles. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, real quick, let me 
uh, I'll edit this part out in a little bit, but uh, you got the first one wrong, Zuj. Did, Zuj, did you, you you got the second got one wrong, wrong too? You got the yeah yeah yeah. Okay, so I Literally. was right. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, okay, cool. Um, all right, very last one. So Jesse is either going to win a nail biter or a convincing blowout. <laughs> Rem Pitlick is the leading shooting percentage among all wild players to score more than one goal for Minnesota. True or false? Jesse, this one's to you. It's to me first. Yep. Fact. Okay. Yeah, that that's gotta it's gotta be a fact. The guy took yeah, I mean, what he scored. He probably what five shots total. Yeah, five shots, four goals. Like, yeah. I mean, thirteen shots, six goals. Yeah, yeah come on, man. Forty six point two percent. He is your Minnesota Wild yeah. all time multi goal scorer. Hey, we got Dev finally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, now, so. yeah. Woo! Woo! Yay! Finishing that one. Um, can either of you two name the only player in Minnesota wild history to go one for one? Someone who had a cup of coffee here, huh? I honestly, I couldn't, I, I couldn't. Can, well, he played two games in the 2001 season. Oh yeah. So if you can, I'll be blown away. Mm-mm. Yeah, for sure. I won't be able to. I was like three or four years old at that point. Matt Johnson. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> the one guy who wasn't in little. the penalty box, he yeah. takes a shot and scores. Empty net. Yeah. He's on his way out of the penalty box. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kai Nurmanen, who I do not remember at all. He played two games in 2001, and his final stats are one shot, one goal, one point, dash one, two pims, and his goal was five on five. And he did that on 15-34 average time on ice. It, that's kind of weird. He scored a goal and he was out of the league in two games. <laughs> the wild. Well, he was out of the wild. He might have been an AHL I mean, guy. He or... was, he, I guess he was mm, a minus. Yeah. A couple well, here, I'll pull up his uh, hockey reference page just because I'm curious now. <laughs> uh, he played 67 games with the Kings in the 90s and two games with the Wild. So, yeah, he was, uh, well, he was, he out was, out. He was done. Yeah. Career NHL guy, that was it, or AHL guy. Uh, well, that happens. And then he w- and then he he fucked off to Finland and played for uh, uh, TPS Turku for s- literally every single. He played for the Cleveland Lumberjacks for seventy four games in the rest of that season, and then he played for TPS Turku for the next eight years, and then he retired. <laughs> it's like fuck this. I'm going to Finland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with the A. So Kai Nermanen. That, uh, yeah, that's going to do it. Jesse uh, wins that one 3-1-1. One, and one. Congratulations, Jesse. Um, Thank you. I guess we probably should have seen this coming, given your uh, outstanding Beat the Buttes record uh, with our friends over at BetterEdge.com. <laughs> Former outstanding. I don't want to talk about it. It hasn't been good lately. Listen, every, everybody, everybody goes through a cold streak. It's fine. I came back. I was uh, I was high. I was feeling good, and then Alexis beat me yesterday. The worst of win. Like I hate when anybody beats me. Alexis can't beat me because that's a yeah. bitch, right? Like she can't win, and she did. She will. She took. She took it all. She took all sixty dollars <laughs> from me yesterday. Damn. I know. I know. Rude. Rude. Yeah. Hopefully, she's using those sixty dollars to uh, take you out to a nice Chipotle dinner. 
Thank you. Yes, you we'll uh, we'll put that in her ear. We'll make sure she knows. I mean, it's yeah. her fault the wild loss last night as well. So she was just on yeah. like a tear for just yeah. one word to people. She last jinxed night. it yeah. for sure. Yeah. So we we blame her exclusively. Yeah, we did not by any means guarantee a wild win last night on this. Right. No. Yeah. No. It's not no. like we sat here Delete on this the podcast. Tape. Delete the tape. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not like we sat here on this podcast talking about how the Wild were guaranteed a victory. Kevin Fiala was absolutely going to break the franchise <laughs> scoring singe. streak he record. Like an absolute singe last night mm-hmm. to score a goal. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's definitely is not our fault. I'll let Kevin know tomorrow. <laughs> please, please do. Yeah, I can't wait for him to be like, uh, who? <laughs> Although I do want you to uh, tell him I have I have a theory that he is um, he is the wilds christian ponder where he gets married in the middle of the season and then just like skyrockets into like i honestly want to ask him about that but i don't because i always feel creepy when i know those things from seeing him on social media like i know that's normal practice nowadays right but it just feels weird to be like hey saw you got married and he's like okay like i don't know it just feels weird like to say like i saw it on your instagram and we're not friends we never talk but like you got married man cool I, the best part is, like, I didn't even see it. Somebody sent me his wife's Instagram account and was yeah, like... Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, it's a whole, like... Or, like, even... um, It was funny. I was giving Dade Mizutani from the Pioneer Press shit about it the other day. Because uh, we had Spurge talk to us on Monday. And, obviously, yeah. was, everyone saw Danny's posts, right? Like, his wife, so which is mm-hmm. fine. And Dane wanted to ask him about taking out the, the rookies, right? Because he had Duhame and Dewar and Boldy with him. But instead, he like tiptoed around it, and he was like, "So was it nice to like?" Hey? And like, he just he bailed on the whole question because he was ashamed to have said it from seeing your wife's profile <laughs> pictures on the beach. And I was like, "Yeah, I would too. I wouldn't say it. It just feels funny." <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody's got to get to the answer of these the bottom of this. I know. I mean, and I feel like as a woman, that's kind of up my alley, right? Like I'm on the gram all the time. It's a little bit more comfortable, maybe for me to. Be like, I follow your wife on Instagram. I don't even think you need to pigeonhole it, man. Like, you don't. That's true. It's it because it is. It is so normal nowadays. It has, like, I was gonna say, it has nothing to do with the fact that you're a woman, and everything to do with the fact yeah. that you have an Instagram account. Yes, <laughs> that's so true. So true. So yeah, please get so to the bottom of that, and then ask him if he is familiar with uh, when Christian Ponder got married in the middle of the Viking season and I'm how sure good he has no idea who Christian well, Ponder I think, is. Uh, most Minnesotans think... have forgotten who Christian Ponder is. That's <laughs> true. I but if you were Minnesotans would have wanted him to get married every single Saturday before every Sunday game. That's what for the I'm rest saying. of his career. He oh, was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it was it was actually weird because he was not good <laughs> ever. And yeah. for, for like five, six games all of a sudden just went crazy because he got mm-hmm. married. I was like, huh. Let's keep getting married. Let's go. Yeah, yeah right. No. So, yeah, if if Kevin and uh, Jessica is her name, right? Yes. Yeah. So if Kevin and Jessica just want to, like, redo their marriage every, like, Right before weeks, the playoffs. Right, <laughs> right before, before the, playoffs. the playoffs. And just have Kevin pop off. I'm sure, ha- you know, adding a Matt Boldy helps. But please right. let him know that no, this is our theory. No. It's just the it's just the, him being married. Yeah, exactly. Boldy didn't help him at all. <laughs> Oh my gosh, absolutely. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on your victory. It has been a true <laughs> and genuine pleasure to have you here on the Wild Takes podcast. Before we wrap up, we are going to ask you the same question that we uh, ask every guest before they take off. Jesse Pierce, what is your wild take? Can I do two? Absolutely. And I do like yeah. one that's like a little just kind of like tongue in cheek, hilarious, like, 
I think that Kirill Kaprizov is going to get a or Kirill Kaprizov will do the Michigan before the season's out. He will achieve yes. success with scoring a Michigan goal. Uh maybe two for sure. One though. That's my fun one. My other my spicy take though is that Kevin Fiala will be traded at the deadline or by the Oh at the deadline. I sorry. I don't want it. I don't want it. It's eh, yeah. I don't know. You can't he's not gonna be on the team next year. So. I I do, I agree. I don't think he'll be on the team next year, but I know. I think Bill probably likes what he's seen, but also if he's getting calls about Kevin Fiala, you got to take the calls about Kevin Fiala. And we've we've said this on the pod before. If we're trading Kevin Fiala, we are getting somebody back that is probably going to be able to step right in the lineup and play. Exactly. So. Yeah. It I would mean, be it would be okay. I think. Yeah. I don't want him like to be traded. I should. Don't want to be traded. Every time I mention there's a trade, people are like, why do you hate him? I'm like, I yeah. don't hate him. The money anybody. doesn't work. Like, it doesn't work. The money doesn't. There's th- no way. Year, yes. And well, especially because the next couple of years when they're absolutely handcuffed with cap, how are they going to pay a player like Kevin Fiala? Right. He's already at what, five, what six, five, right. two, something oh, like that. Like, something like that, yeah. Unfortunately, this team cannot stay intact. So you're not going to have all your guys back. Sorry. It's just, that's the way of the world. Unless Thanks, he wants Zach. to go on. LTIR for the whole season, like Kucherov. <laughs> yeah, Maybe right. we could swing something, but I or don't Jack Eichel this year. Just ah. sounds like he's coming back just in time for the Wild to face him. So that should be fun. Yeah, classic. <laughs> Love that. Well, thank you so much, Jesse. Yes, thank it you is, guys. It's been delightful having you on. You are even better to talk with than you are to Twitter DM with. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. I'm super pumped that we finally got to do this. We will have to do it again sometime soon, preferably in advance. Schedule. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I'll try and give you more than like three hours heads up. We're actually getting a lot more organized here at the Wild Takes podcast. How do you guys? We're We're getting our shit together. We're building your team. I love it. Well, thanks, you guys. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Jesse. Have a good one. Big thank you to Jesse Pierce. She is just so terrific and so generous with her time. And and just, whoop my ass and hey my torchetti logic wasn't off it wasn't no yeah it, wasn't no, off it makes sense much. it makes it sense much. torchetti um, had a great run here just didn't get the he's kind of kind of similar to dean evison in a way because he just didn't get the promotion up to head coach you know or i mean yeah not it just wasn't a, it was never a permanent thing exactly we're in da we didn't think deans was gonna be either but we sure didn't but glad it was uh because we get to we love see Dino. there's gonna be four games uh, like we talked about last week, the Wild are now entering a basically there's going to be a game every other night between now and the next time a regularly scheduled episode will drop because we might do a bonus episode depending on if our friends at the World Hockey Report get back to us. The Wild later tonight, as you're listening to this, will be playing in Winnipeg against the Jets. Fun fact, look this up. The Wild are undefeated in games in which Marcus Foligno comes back from suspension. Now, granted, it's because it's the first time he's ever been suspended, so they just have never lost, but technically true. Wild or undefeated. Stats. Technically, well, technically they haven't lost, but technically they haven't uh, won either. So Listen, tomorrow will be a good... It'll be a good... I have my brain farting today. Um, it's going to be a good A test. good measuring stick yeah. for what if he wants to get suspended again and how he will return to the <laughs> It's gonna I don't think game. we're gonna see any more flying knees. I mean, what is up with what is up with Felino and the Jets? Earlier wasn't it the fucking yeah, the Superman, Superman punch, and now it was the the flying knee to the head of Brendan Dillon. Something in the water against Winnipeg, did. man. Yeah. 
Hey, um, we didn't play them all last year, and uh, these two teams do not like each other. I don't people no. people might have forgot, but the team sure as hell didn't. They sure as hell did not. Uh, that game is going to be exciting. R- real quick, Wild. Yeah. I don't even need a final score. Do the Wild win or lose this one? I'm not. I'm not gonna. Not, not saying anything because last time, remember, I guaranteed a win and they lost. So I'm just gonna say both teams have fun. <laughs> you sound like my wife. <laughs> no, um, this is a tough one. I think the Jets are playing a little better now. Yeah, um, yeah the Jets are playing. Hellybuck, well. Hellybuck, Hellybuck. How do you pronounce that guy's name? I've never Hellibuck. been able to. Hellybuck. Um, he's just fantastic. Dude. He's a great goalie. Um, anytime you're playing against them, you got to worry about that. Mm-hmm. But my gut tells me the Wild make it three in a row. I'm not. I don't want to go into detail about it. I just think they win because last yeah. time I guaranteed a win and they lost. No, I, I I tend to agree. I think the Wild are the better team. Um, the Jets are playing desperate hockey right now because they know they're in a very difficult stretch where they play five or six division games in a row, and they know that if they lose a bunch of those games, they're all but eliminated Done. from making the playoffs. So, but if you win um, a bunch of them, and if they win a bunch nice. of them, all of a sudden they're sitting pretty in that top, uh, either the top wild card spot or the third spot in the division. So. Um, they've been playing really well so far. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. It should be a very, very fun, very physical game. Um, another very fun game. The wild play the Panthers at home on Friday night. The wild, uh, lost the last game back in December, uh, five, four. It was an incredible game. Our pals, uh, Ian Margul and David Dwork down in Miami. Ah, good episode. Um, previewed that with us before they, Man, it's going to be a very fun game for sure. There's there's going to be a whole bunch happening, and and it's going to be chaos, absolute hey, chaos. Man. Not often we can say this with Minnesota teams or the Minnesota Wild, but uh, with the game against Carolina and now this game against uh, you know Florida, the Panthers mm-hmm. coming up. Those are two teams. If the Wild, you know, make a run this year and get to the Cup final, which hey. We're looking good in the West. That's all I gotta say. Get past uh, get past the Avs, and they're looking pretty damn good in the West. Um, yeah, this is another game. It could be a little Stanley Cup preview. So, yeah, absolutely. Know, there's we something saw, to a little taste. Saw a lot of people talk about the Wild versus Canes game being a Stanley Cup preview, and so if you're one of those people, shut the fuck up. Don't jinx it, man. I don't know. Something about that game tells me uh, either we aren't going to be able to outscore the Panthers. Okay. At I really don't know. I, 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 well, that, I that's, okay. That's the end of that sentence then. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I just, I don't know how, dude, they're two great teams. It could go, it really it's, could go either way. It's, it's going to be an awesome game. I agree. I just think on a three game winning streak, we can't keep having like seven game winning streaks all season. Eventually no. you're going to, you're going to start having threes, fours, two. And there's nothing wrong with so, that. And there's it's nothing wild. wrong with that. And it's an Eastern conference team. The only thing that tells me we could win is we are what I think sixteen and one or sixteen and something against Eastern Conference teams, maybe nine and one. I don't know the exact. We're like sixteen and two, and I think we're sixteen two and two against Eastern Conference. One of the losses coming against them, so you could easily say, "Hey, no, they're actually going to win." Yeah, Um, and part of me thinks the also just because I just said they aren't going to go on too many more seven or eight game winning streaks. I mean, if they win that game. There's two favorable games looking at them the next two, and they might go on another five game winning streak, you know, yeah. after beating the Canes. But my my gut is telling me that the Wild do pull this one off. I not like because, it. Uh, not, not necessarily because, you know, 
the Wild are going to be the better team or anything. I, I think that they'll both. I think it's going to be an awesome game. I think it's going to be too close to call specifically. Um, you know, like oh, like the Wild are going to you know blow this out or whatever. But the Wild are really really good at home, and mm-hmm. Florida has a game I believe the night before. So okay. Um, I think that's going to take on our advantage. We will see. Moving right along, <laughs> the Wild are going to head out to our good pals in Edmonton on Sunday. Uh, the Wild have played them one other time this year. They won that game 4-1. Talbot's first game against the Oilers uh, since he has been a member of the Wild, and he had 38 saves, absolutely crushed it. What a sad franchise they are right now. What are your thoughts? Um, what are your thoughts? Um, first, you know first, my thoughts on the Oilers, but <laughs> Wild at Oilers, win or lose? Oh, the Wild are going to beat the Oilers, <laughs> and I, I'm confident in that. Um, I I keep beating this drum with you. I really haven't shared this. Opinion. I just the Oilers, it, gross, dude. They're just gross. Okay, you have two of the best players in the league, and you can't even sniff the playoffs in the Pacific Division, the worst division in hockey. I mean, there's issues there. There's just issues, and I don't think it's really player issues. I think it's up top in the management because yeah. you extend a 41 year old goalie, okay, who hasn't barely played at all this season. You pass up drafting a future, you know, a future goalie. We're not, we, I'm not going to say he's going to be a future star, but a future goalie that has a very promising outlook mm-hmm. and has been playing out of his mind in a league with people, what, five years older than him? Um, it, yeah, we're going to beat the Oilers. I don't think that's really a question. Um, yeah, no, I, I tend to agree. Yeah, um, I just, I, I don't like the Oilers. I'm sick of the Oilers. Yeah, you got the best I, two players in the league, and you guys can't do shit with them. It's so, it's a, come on, spread them out, give them some. I will else. say, Oilers have not lost since they uh, fired their coach. So, just food for thought. Um, I'm also, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say they will take that one, but it's gonna be closer than you think. Because closer the, than four to one. Yeah, sure. I think it's gonna be a one goal game. The uh, fun fact: the Wild are top five in one goal games, and also games where the goal differential, the final goal differential, was three or more. Exact so, opposite of our favorite th- football team. Yeah, we we well, no, it's great because we win them close, and we also win blowouts. We're top yeah. five in both. Um, it's the middle-y tight games that the Wild haven't played a lot of. Uh, I'm going to say that the Wild win that one by a goal. Um, we will see Wild at Senators next Tuesday. Should be a good one. This is one I'm actually a little bit scared of. We talked a little bit before in the past about uh, the young guys in Detroit and the the guys, the young kids in Detroit, they look really, really good. Like all of the future stars that they have there, definitely future stars. Like there's a reason yeah. that they have multiple Calder favorites. Um, no, no, they're, they, they're good. That's <laughs> some young talent. That's and Ottawa good. is not at that level just yet, but they do have a lot of, of very good young talent. And I actually, it's going to be in, uh, in Ottawa. It wouldn't surprise me if this is one that, uh, that the wild actually drop. A little sneaky trap game, huh? I think, yeah, I think it's one that the wild could fall victim to being a trap game. Uh, it's also one that the wild trap game. Yeah. It's also one that the wild could, you know, win by eight and I wouldn't be terribly surprised, but, um, I also don't like predicting a wild loss, but if there is going to be one of those four, uh, I'm not going to say that's the most likely, but that's the one that my gut is telling me to pick. Yeah, so and my have... gut told me Panthers. I don't know why, but yeah. Well, there and and part of me says that because I I I like when the Wild are viewed a little bit as like not underdogs, but 
you know, oh, they're just a step below these top tiers. Yeah, guys. yeah. Like, oh, they're sure, not quite a wagon yet. Sure we are. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm just, like I said, I wish we could fast forward to April, man. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I'm so excited for this playoff uh, just run. Hopefully it's a run. You know, <laughs> we don't know if it's going to be a run yet, but it, everything about this team it's, feels like it's going to be. Yeah, this this is, I mean, this team feels very, very special, which – Every, Think about how much it would mean for the state, just just based off how much like not success. Yeah. Like I'm using horrible every, verbiage, but oh, every team has not had playoff success. Yeah, like Vikings what three playoff wins in a decade? I think. Yeah, we don't need to talk about it. Listen, twins zero. The, <laughs> the twins, yeah, the twins haven't won a playoff game, not just a series a game. But a game since like 2003. <laughs> um. The Timberwolves haven't won a series since 2003 or four, and they've won one game since one game. Um, the wild have that, you know, they have, have had trouble getting out of the first round, but they've usually made it interesting in the first round. Yeah. And, uh, and if it weren't for the Minneapolis miracle, the Vikings would have, let me rephrase. If it weren't for the Minneapolis miracle and a last second, uh, touchdown play, basically if it weren't for the new Orleans saints, the Vikings would have one, uh, one yeah, playoff win in the last decade. So okay, that that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, you know what else? If it wasn't for the New Orleans Saints, I probably think the Vikings. And, have a and Super yeah, Bowl. so yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I hate the Saints, dude. I yeah, no. Have fun Let's, with Dennis Allen. Before we get into before we end the episode the way that we end every episode with our wild takes. Wild takes. Wild I takes. love it. It's time. The same way that we end every episode, Zooch. What is your wild take? Um, yeah, I didn't have a lot really this week, but I think my wild take is the MLB is not going to come out of this lockout anytime soon. I don't yeah, think they're they, they yeah, and I said that very sadly because I I love baseball. Baseball might be my number one sport. Oh, wow. Um, and it's just kind of sad seeing where the sport's going with Rob Manfred and like in, in in seeing all these other leagues trying to grow the game and you know and doing an okay job at it. And baseball's kind of one of them sports that used to be, you know, one of the one of the more popular sports. And now it's dude, it might be fourth most popular out of all the sports at this point. I mean, sure, you might NHL is probably the fourth, but that's just because people don't, you know. It's not out there as much. You don't really see as much on it. But ESPN is changing that, so yeah. I'm glad for that. But I don't know, something about it. It feels weird. It feels like it's just not going to end. And these meetings where they last, what, 15 minutes? <laughs> and then it's done. It's just it's not absurd. giving me – oh, and Anthony – oh, my God. <sighs> Anthony Edwards just sprained his ankle. Not looking good. Awesome. So, yeah, there's a little breaking news on the pod. Uh We'll be breaking oh by the time God, you listen to this, dude. but love that. Yeah, that's just you want to be pessimistic about something, you can be pessimistic about the injuries in this damn state. But yeah, my wild take is this uh the MLB season sure as hell ain't gonna get started on time and it's gonna be a lot longer than people think. So I and it saddens me to say that. I think people could probably hear that there, but kind of sucks. Yeah. A little sad. All right. Um my wild take is a little meta. Just, just a little. It's also a little. probably a little stupid. But um, as the Wild 
So the Wild this year have gotten more national attention than they've gotten in a very long time. Um, both in terms of like having national games being covered, um, and just like being talked about in the, you know, like the daily NHL shows on ESPN and, you know, what used to be the NHL network and TNT and, you know, even Fox sports is sometimes dedicating time to hockey beyond just like, Oh, this is a, you know, an easy betting line or whatever. (laughs) Oh, this Um, happened yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all of that to say. With that notoriety comes people that feel the need to talk about the wild, but don't actually watch it. So I'm predicting that we're going to have at least one more just like stupid moment where the national media says something like the Minnesota wild don't have any depth, knowing that depth is quite literally without knowing that the depth on this team is like the strongest aspect of the team. Um, I don't know what the take is going to be, but there's going to be a take where wild Twitter and whatever is going to like, we're going like you and I are going to have to dedicate time at some point in the future talking about how like uh, Paul Bissonette says that the wild uh, are incapable of scoring six on five or something ridiculous something like that. Stu- or incapable of scoring at a high level in the playoffs yeah. or something like, okay. It's going to be something like that. And it's going to yeah, getting more specific. It's going to happen probably around the trade deadline. We're going to talk a little bit more about the trade Ooh. deadline in, in a future episode here, but um, it's a good prediction yeah. there actually, because you know, they didn't add anybody, you know, they're going to take a hurt for that. It's, okay. Yep. I don't know yeah, what the take is going to be, but I think it's going to be around the trade deadline. It's going to be stupid, and we're all going to rally together as we do and let them know. Just meme somebody into oblivion or something. I love it, dude. That's actually very good and like very specific, and it's a happy one because we're going to come together. Yeah, not like the MLB who was falling apart. Well, that's what inspired me. I had yeah, a different one, but I'll save that for another time. But I figured oh. that this is this is a moment where we need to come together. Yeah, and uh, and all rally together as one against, you know, insert anonymous media figure here, or to be determined media figure here. TBD, that's <laughs> a TBD <laughs> figure. So yeah, and that's gonna do it for us. As always, thank you for listening to the Wild Takes podcast presented by Ten Thousand Takes. Go give us a follow on social media at wild takes 10k make sure to give the rest of us a follow on 10k as well if you like the show tell your friends if you hate the show tell your enemies that's a win-win for you long live the piss missile let's go wild stay safe out there folks get the fuck out of bed bitch go Wake up, bitch, get up. Get up, get up, get up. Get up. Get up. Wild have had three different six game winning streaks this year. Yeah. And, and the, this is a child. 
<laughs> that is a child. That is a child. Say good night. Good night. Oh. Love you. Oh. Sorry. Well, that was no, no, no. Don't apologize. That was adorable. That, that, was, that was cute adorable. content. Like, it's better than my cats jumping in trees and. I have have had three different six game winning streaks, and I almost have got I. Kid I too. To say, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, gotta say. Later. Bye. <laughs> this is, this See you is later. What, <laughs> Get out of here ha- now. <laughs> <laughs>